What Mac should you buy and when should you buy it? Mac Voices Live at Mac and Tech. Mac Voices is sponsored by Upstart, fair and fast personal loans. Go to upstart.com slash macvoices and find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments. Welcome to Mac Voices. This is the talk of the Apple community, and I'm Chuck Joyner. Folks, this is part three in a three-part conversation presentation to the Mac and Tech user group in Colorado with Jeff Gamet and Mark Stevenson. We've talked about how to buy things, what we have already bought, how to configure them. This time around, Mark explains why he bought a new iMac now, what some of his customers are looking for, and we also take some questions from the audience. Let's go right back and let them do the talking. Mark, you you obviously bought the iMac. Uh, are you? Do you not see yourself as a mobile computing person, or did you just want the big screen? Well, it's a combination of reasons. <clears throat> I consider my primary machine, my 2017 loaded up MacBook Pro. And that's what I travel with. That's what I go and when I visit clients with, and that's my primary machine. The iMac is the machine that's here in the office that I share with my wife. We each have our own IDs on that. It certainly has the bigger screen. So anytime that there's uh, photo editing, that's what what it gets done on that. Um, she also finds it easier to do uh, Microsoft Word kind of things that even though she should be using pages for keynote, all kind of things, but uh, generally uses it for that. <clears throat> it's uh, This iMac is really portrayed as being an entry-level home machine that can be shared with multiple people. And that's how we intend to use it here with upgraded components on all kinds of things. The screen's better, the speakers are better, the camera's better, the storage is better, uh, on and on it goes. So even comparing to a machine that's just four years old, um, it's, it's, a better, it's a better machine for, but it's a basic machine. I do video editing as well. I do oral histories and I edit those and a bunch of stuff. So I've got Final Cut Pro and I've got iMovie and Clips and all those things. And I use the product that needs to be used depending on the, on the, the project involved. Um, I've got all my storage on Thunderbolt drives. So I look forward that I can plug those in and get the high uh, transfer rate on any of the video stuff that I'm doing on that. So to answer your question, I'm, I'm not quite ready as Jeff alluded to as well, <clears throat> to ditch my MacBook Pro as my primary device and use the iMac instead, because it doesn't work for me in the travel situations. But I'm in a situation with my 2017 MacBook Pro where my storage of a terabyte SSD is uh, limited. I'm pretty full on it. And I've used probably 30% of the battery over the three or four year period of time. I went into the Apple store and they quoted me a couple hundred dollars to replace the battery. So the dilemma I've had over the last few months looking at the rumor sites would be, do I spend the 200, upgrade the battery and then continue to use it for another couple of years? Or do I wait for the elusive MacBook Pro, M1X, M2, whatever it's going to be called, whenever it's coming out. Some of the recent things I've listened to here earlier are predicting that 
well, gee, you're not going to see it in the summer. In September is iPhone uh, month. So that means October at the earliest. And so I'm trying to hang on with my MacBook Pro laptop, but I also wanted to get some experience with the M1 to see what some of the limitations would be. I run Windows 10 as um, a virtual client on my MacBook Pro now, my Intel MacBook Pro now, uh, running under VMware Fusion, which I don't think uh, has been ported to the M1 chip. So I wouldn't be able to run that if I went to um, a newer or the current uh, M1 MacBook Pro today. So I've got some dilemmas coming up at this point, but I'm really seeing the iMac as a technology upgrade on a shared machine in a non-professional type of environment. A home Mark, environment. Since it's not That's my how money. I think it's geared. What's that? Since it's not my money, it's so easy for me to, to know what to do in your situation. Uh, for me, I look at what you're doing with your with your laptop. That's a business machine. And yep. you have very specific needs, which right now include needing to have that Intel processor. Therefore, $200 new battery and call it good. And then when, uh, when the time comes that you need whatever the next uh, uh, Mac laptop is, then you buy it. Now you sell the Intel Mac because at that point you won't need it anymore. And it's worth more because it has a good battery. Right. And that's probably what's going to happen. But right now, I don't know what's coming, though I have hopes of what will come. I have a lot of clients that are in the same situation that I'm advising them to, to wait. I advise them to look and say, what happened at the spring event from Apple? And then I advise them to say, well, maybe WWDC in June and something will come out then and they'll talk about hardware. Well, not a piece of hardware was discussed at WWDC. And so now, for the kind of equipment they're looking for of new upgraded M1X MacBook Pros, it's probably October. Yeah. But, but I don't know that. But you also have the Windows question. I do so have the really Windows question. you really can't do anything until yeah. that becomes available. That's correct. You know, the Windows, most of my, my consulting work is Mac-centric, but occasionally there's a Windows thing that comes up. So... I'm still debating what to do with the 2017 iMac that I just replaced. Do I keep that or do I run it on one of the other Macs that I had that, that, that is running that I've kept over the years? So I have some, I have some decisions to make, but I don't need to make them right now. So in other words, we're in a time of transition and We've, we've been through these transitions before, and we've had some of these same concerns. Uh, maybe some of the names of the programs have changed, but it's just the way it is. Once, you know, once Apple makes the transition over to the M series complete, then we'll, we'll know where we stand. But right now, yeah, it's, it's kind of a crazy time. Chuck, I even took the opportunity today to, to see, now that I have an M1 machine, to run an iPad app on my M1 iMac. Never had that ability to do that before. And I've also tested successfully since I have new enough hardware, sidecar and continuity and all the other things. And there's more of that coming when the, the next operating systems come out in the fall. Yeah. So to wrap this up, 
I think we've we've justified or explained why it makes sense to buy high, to buy what you what you need, what you need, not maybe not what you want, but what you need. And is it fair? I don't want to put words in either one of your mouths, but is it fair to say, you know, give some of these new products a try, even if you don't have, you're not replacing one that's in the same category. Um, and I'm thinking specifically about the HomePods, HomePod minis and the AirTags, um, because they are useful, again, if you have the need. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, uh, yeah. They're at a low price point and you don't risk a lot. And they'll probably, you can probably make them work for you. Well, and, and like I said, just mere moments ago, it's really easy for me to to uh, spend someone else's money. So, yeah, to- totally. Um, if nothing else, get an AirTag and play around with it because it's just really interesting technology. And for for thirty bucks, uh, I mean, y- you get to learn a lot about how uh, how your device is interacting, especially if you have an iPhone eleven or newer, because that that's where you you get to take advantage of all the features of that new AirTag. Chuck, Jeff. it depends on situations, I think. Um, I've got an iPad Air that came out in 2019. So for me to upgrade to the to the newest iPad Pro didn't make a lot of sense at that point. On the laptop, I've got a four-year-old laptop and I had a four-year-old iMac. Well, it made sense to upgrade the iMac. I'm not quite sure because of the discussion I had earlier whether it's time to upgrade the MacBook Pro laptop yet. So that's going to wait till the fall. Right. And we're talking about the iPad Pro, but the iPad Air is a perfectly capable machine for just about anything that most people want to do. So you don't necessarily need to go to the Pro line. You can still spend a whole lot less money, get an iPad Air and probably be, (coughs) pardon me, very, very happy with it. Uh, And I I have been because Ben and I, I don't do Pro apps. And I don't consider it my production machine. So I've even used it to install betas uh, of iPad and OS uh, in the past. I haven't done that yet this time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Ch- or, yes, Chuck, the iPad Air is, uh, <laughs> it's been a long day. I, I didn't think <laughs> for a second. Who, who am I? Who are you? What show are we doing? What day is this? And I got Mark- it all sorted out now. Mark's the guy with the beard. Mark's the guy with the beard. <laughs> Got it. Um, anyhow, uh, iPad. Oh crap! There's two guys with three guys with beards. And Bruce. Yep. Oh shoot. Okay. Anyhow, uh, iPad Air. Uh, it it I think is underpriced for the features that it has. That makes it a really good value. I was going to say you said underpriced. Yeah. It is underpriced. For, for the and features that's that it part has. of the reason why I bought it because I thought it was the best value for the performance that you oh, can totally. get right at that time. That was situational. At this point, the iPad Air had been upgraded and the iPad Pro had not been. So there were newer chips in the iPad Air. So I jumped on it. Sure. Absolutely. And I gave my old iPad to my granddaughter who's been thrilled to have it now as her very own iPad. How old's your granddaughter, Mom? She's almost seven. Oh, well, heck, you're, yeah. you're a really good grandpa. 
Her parents bought her a new case, nice pink one, very, a lot of padding, but they're thrilled. And I was too, because it stayed in the family. Now, see, I've got bad news for you. Now, she's seven now. By the time she gets to 10, she's going to want the iPad Pro with the two terabyte storage because she'll be doing so many advanced things that she'll be so far beyond any of us. You know, that's just the way it works. That's why she has parents. I thought that was grandparents. No, never mind. (laughs) We should take just a minute to see if anyone has a question. You took the words right out of my mouth, Andy. I was thinking exactly the same thing. Yes, we've been doing a lot of chattering here. Folks, uh, what have we not addressed? What questions could we answer for you? Question. Has anyone drilled a hole in their air tags yet to put on a keychain? Ah. No, no. And don't do it. <laughs> no. Um, I, well, don't do it on mine. Actually, for 30 yeah. bucks, go ahead and do it and let me know if it works for you. Um <laughs> I'm an enabler tonight, clearly. <laughs> yes. Okay. The reason I say don't do it is because once you drill through the through that uh, uh, plastic part, it's not uh, water resistant oh, anymore. Nice. And there's this little matter matter of a warranty, too. Cut thirty bucks. Who cares? <laughs> like I said, enabler, you know, and I'm spending other people's money. This is easy for me. I'm just hoping air. Tags two or three will have the little dingly thing that you can use to attach it to things. Because I think the ones that they're selling are too expensive. Andy, I bought a a Belkin one, I think, for about 13 bucks. I guess that's not too bad. Oh, I can do better than that. Just go to Amazon and Google AirTag case, and you can get three of them for like 10 bucks. Now, they may not look as sexy and they're not rich Corinthian leather, but, you know, I don't need rich Corinthian leather wrapped around my air tag. Are you sure? Isn't that one like a a hundred bucks, the leather one? It was some outrageous price. Yeah. I I 3D printed a few uh, cases for them that seemed to work. uh, (laughs) Oh, there you go. (laughs) Andy, the the Hermes tag holders that Apple is selling... The, the prices are absolutely crazy. But what makes it even more crazy is if you go and look at other products in that same uh, 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 category, part of the spectrum. Yes, category. Thank you. And, and the Hermes ones that Apple is selling are actually the budget models. Absolutely crazy. I did not know that, Jeff. What, what kind of prices for the, there for the top end? Uh, you, you can go up over $1,000 easy for Eesh. for uh, uh, those designer uh, holders for for oh, wow. air tags or tile or or luggage tags. Oh, I mean, geez. it is crazy how much money you can I spend. think I'll just order four from David. So okay, I got so a question for all of you. Let's uh, assume that it's now Christmas. So... The new products are out. What are you? What's on your wish list, Chuck? Um, sorry, I just had to do a calculation of how many air tags I could buy for a thousand a thousand dollar air tag case. <laughs> um, <laughs> this edition of Mac Voices is sponsored by Upstart, fast and fair personal loans. 
Go to upstart.com slash macvoices and find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments. If you dread looking at that credit card statement each month, you're not alone. Debt can feel crippling, but Upstart can help you on your path to financial freedom. Upstart can give you a free five-minute online rate check so that you can see your rate upfront for a loan from $1,000 to $50,000. That's a loan that can help you with credit card debt, high interest debt, or just funding personal expenses. Join the over half a million people who have already used Upstart to get one fixed monthly payment and a smarter rate. Right now, find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments today when you go to upstart.com slash macvoices. That's upstart.com slash macvoices. Don't forget to use my URL so they know I sent you. Loan amounts will be determined based on your credit, income, and certain other information provided in your loan application. Go to upstart.com slash macvoices right now and take control of your financial future. Thanks to Upstart for their support of Mac Voices. You know, that's an interesting question. Um, I, I guess so, sort of along the lines of what Marx said, um, my primary driver is my daily driver is my MacBook Pro. And so I would love to see, I'm, I'm anxious to see what the next iteration is going to be of the, of the, uh, the 15 inch MacBook Pro. Um, I, with an M1X or M2, you know, whatever, whatever they call it. Um, because if, if my, if my experiences on my Mac, my M1 MacBook are any indication, that machine is just going to scream. And that's going to be probably my next upgrade. Um, even though this one is doing okay, and and it's probably the it's the most powerful laptop I can buy right now, that would be my number one on uh, on my Christmas wish list. Okay, Jeff, you get to spend your wife's money now. What do you get? Uh, oh, first I'll have to get a wife so that I can spend her money. <laughs> and volunteering. And uh, okay, so so uh, Andy, we'll have to pick out the china, but also I need your credit card. <laughs> Um, and what, uh, what I would like to see like Chuck is the next pro level, uh, Mac laptop. And I I'm thinking whatever Apple does with the, the 16 inch model is probably going to make it very difficult for me to stay excited about my long-term plan, which is Mac mini on the desk and, uh, and iPad pro on the go. Because I'm betting whatever Apple does with uh, the MacBook Pro, with the the next M series processor, is just going to make my uh, my brain explode and my pocketbook as well. Yeah, Andy's Andy's pocketbook. Andy's pocketbook. <laughs> okay, and then lastly, Mark. I echo Chuck. Wow. I must have hit it out of the park. Personally, I want the MacBook Air. What I use it for doesn't need heavy-duty anything, but I wouldn't mind a newer one. Okay, now, Andy. Now I, for I, a lot I, of people, excuse me, Chuck. No, go ahead. Uh, for, a lo- for a lot of people, it depends on the age of the equipment they have now on whether they're really in the sweet spot to upgrade. And for a lot of people, that's on machines that are four years or more old. They're in the sweet spot, whether you're talking about a MacBook Pro from 2015, which a lot of people still have, 
or an iPad that's older than Jeff's at this point, or the first generation of the iPad Pro. Those people are the target market for these new iPad Pros, whether the 11-inch model or the 12.9-inch the model. And then one person we haven't heard from is Chris, who uh, tends to be right on the cutting edge. Of yeah, the Chris. So what are you looking for, Chris? Um, Chuck said it. I really, really want um, whatever they come up with next for the MacBook Pro. I, I'm currently working on a 2014 MacBook Pro that I loaded. I spent like almost $4,000 on when I bought it back in 2014. And it's still working just fine for me and for my Final Cut Pro work. But yeah, I would love to see something like an M2 with 32 gig. Oh, I would, I would eat that up. I'd go Burke for that. <laughs> Interesting. Nobody's mentioned any iPhones. Well, well they're, they're, they're not in the mix. <laughs> I, I just got my iPhone 12 Pro, you know, just a couple months ago, which yeah. I'm very, very happy sure. with. I, they put LiDAR on everything because I, I love this new LiDAR stuff, and I'm really looking forward to playing with that. Um, so I don't need a new phone. I've got one. And my next uh, buy is the iPad Pro. And I'm just sitting here debating between the 11 and the 12.9. 12.9 is just a little big for me in terms of portability. Yeah, but do you need the video processing horsepower? If you do, you yeah. have to go 12.9, at least a terabyte. You know, um, I'm pretty happy editing in Final Cut Pro on my MacBook Pro right now. It's still it's still chugging along just fine. So I don't know. Yeah, there's, there's one other consideration, too, for upgrades that I think is becoming more and more important, and that is how far back Apple will support what operating mm -hmm. systems, mm -hmm. you know, from from a, a security standpoint, from a privacy standpoint, from a safety standpoint, you have to look at, at your machines and say, Okay, you know now if if a machine has been deprecated and they're or or the OS mm -hmm. that it's running has been deprecated, can I should I still run it if it's connected to the internet? I mean, if you use it for photo processing and you're willing to do you know a sneaker net kind of thing over and and not connect it to a network, you're fine. You know, do whatever you want with it. But other than that, you know, I think you really have to start paying attention to some of that. Um, because I've got a couple, I've got a couple Macs here that are old enough that now I can no longer load a current, currently supported version of the operating system on. And yeah, it makes me a little nervous to have them on the network because there are points of vulnerability. Yeah. Fortunately, my MacBook Pro is still can still go up to Big Sur. Um, I'm running Catalina now, but it can still go to Big Sur. Can still be updated, um, but. Heaven only knows with the next one out. Yeah. Andy, we ran over a little time. I hope that's okay, but it's been a great discussion. Sure enough. This was quite enjoyable. I wish more of you had asked questions. Well, this is your last chance then. If anybody else have anything. I'm, I'm curious, uh, Mark Stevenson, you mentioned buying a new TV. With all the options out there, I'm curious uh, what you finally selected. I selected a 40-inch 
TCL, um, 4K TV. And my limiting factor was in my living room, the case would only support a 40 inch wide TV. So nominally it's a 43 inch TV, but it came in at width at about 38 point something. So I could fit it into the cabinet. Um, so I was using a Sony Bravia that was probably 10 years old and the color had faded and I was having trouble in low light situations on the screen of actually uh, picking up any of the details. So I took advantage of uh, Amazon Prime Day, plus a gift certificate for Father's Day from my daughter. And I was able to pick up a TV that would fit into my opening for a couple hundred bucks. Nice. And it's running Very Roku. Nice. And it's running Roku at this point. But it also has a link with the uh, Amazon Echo that we have in the house. And so I can basically <clears throat> train my wife, which I've done, and my granddaughter to say, uh, Alexa, open up the Roku TV app. And they think that's pretty cool. I can, I can do an, un, um, an unsolicited approval of the TCL. I mean, it's, it's got to be one of the best TV values out there for the money um, because I've had one now about for about four years. I have the 65-inch model, but I, I bought it for a song, and I have never looked back, never been. I mean, sure, you go into the big box stores, and again, you know, you've got, you got 25 TVs to look at. Well, the, the Bravias are absolutely gorgeous, but unless I'm doing side-by-side, -side, when I come home and put a movie on that thing, it just looks great, and I'm more than happy so yeah i've been happy too chuck realizing the limitation of the 43 inch screen it's an entry-level tv yeah they don't make high-end tvs in the 43 inch class so i was limited in terms of what i was getting so i was thinking well let's give it a try and it's amazon i could return it if if i don't like it but it's more than met my expectations so far and the remote control that comes with it is much easier for my wife to operate because she struggled with the Apple TV HD remote and had some difficulty with um, here in Colorado, whatever it's CenturyLink is one of the internet providers. And they had a, a video service called uh, Prism which a few months ago, they just all of a sudden said, we're discontinuing that, you need to find a different provider. Well, when I looked around at that point, uh, Comcast did not have an Apple TV app. So I would have had to have done AirPlay and a few other things I didn't want to do. So I ended up picking AT&T TV as a service, which is a streaming thing. And that's created some training issues. So now with this new TV and the remote app, and they have a great Apple TV app um, as part of that smart TV, it's a lot easier for my wife to navigate and find Nine News, Channel, Channel Nine News, which uh, NBC, which is most of what she wants to do and has trouble sometimes finding. Thank you. Mark, for probably you go back to Lowe's, pick up one of those home pods, but also pick up like a forty dollar um, saw and just cut your case away, and then you can get the sixty five inch. 
Your, your wife will never know the difference. Problem solved. Yep. I think my wife wants a little bit bigger than that. She wants us to downsize, move into a different home where we can have a bigger TV. I like your wife's sense of priorities. A smaller home and a bigger TV? A smaller home, but a bigger opening where she can put a TV yeah. on the stand. <laughs> I like this Downsizing like the this house woman. may make the TV look larger. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yes. Uh, any other questions, folks, before we wrap it up for the night? Well, no, you guys well, have been quiet today. Yeah, did you, what did you tell them, Andy? Did Chuck is just so intimidating. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Jeff, one thing you're not is intimidating. <laughs> you know, Dell usually has something to say. Yeah. And Dell's been quiet. Jim's been quiet. Becky's been quiet. My gosh, people. Well, this has been a wonderful program. Thank you so much for really enlightening us on all this new stuff and where to go. And I guess there's air tags in my future. <laughs> Everybody should well, go yeah. Well, thank you so much for having us. This was a whole lot of fun. And and Jeff, thank you for taking the time. Mark, thank you for your contributions. Um, I have thoroughly enjoyed this. Thank this you, has been a lot awesome. of fun. Absolutely awesome. Yep. Thank you. So Folks, he's this, the one that's going to sign us off. I, I'm going to sign us off. I'm going to say thank you uh, for the for the folks that are still listening in the live stream. Thank you for joining us. We really appreciate it. And to everybody else out there who is watching this on the recorded version, thank you for checking it out. I hope maybe we've given you some things to think about as you buy your next Apple products and spend money and drive that stock up. Until the next time, I'm Chuck Joyner. This is Mac Voices. Thanks for watching. Visit macvoices.com for show notes and to connect with Chuck on social media. Get involved in our Facebook group or like our Facebook page and get more out of your Apple tech with Mac Voices Magazine, free on Flipboard and on the web. And if you find value in it all, consider supporting us through either our Patreon campaign at patreon.com macvoices or by making a one-time donation via the PayPal link on our front page and in the show notes of each episode you will join these fine people who help bring you Mac Voices. Advertising handled by Backbeat Media at backbeatmedia.com. Bandwidth provided by Cashfly at cashfly.com.